A bill which would have required the families of deceased sexual assault victims to seek a court order before discussing the assault publicly has failed to garner support in the Victorian Parliament. But how did we get here? My name is Dr. Rachel Bergen. I'm a lecturer in the law school at Swinburne University, and I am the chair of Rape and Sexual Assault Research and Advocacy, or RASARA, which is a campaign partner for Let Us Speak. So Let Us Speak is a campaign uh, that was launched in August of this year in response to uh, a change to Victorian legislation that effectively criminalised um, the act of identifying a survivor of a sexual offence. What happened was in February of this year, a, a few changes were made to Victorian legislation, particularly the Judicial Proceedings Reports Act, that were aiming to sort of give a pathway for survivors in cases that were subject to a suppression order. They were trying to give an option for those survivors to, to sort of reverse the effects of a suppression order and be able to name themselves. In the process of tinkering with that law, the government ended up requiring all survivors of sexual offences to seek a court order in order to identify themselves publicly. It was an example of poor lawmaking and particularly a lack of scrutiny, not just from the government, but from all members of the Victorian Parliament, because this passed without controversy. And so it wasn't an unintended consequence, but not necessarily with the intent of gagging survivors. We supported a number of survivors through that process of a court order. It is a costly process, it is timely, and it takes a lot out of the survivor. So there's, you know, to, to go back into a courtroom you know, particularly for survivors who who um, have have been there before and have experienced the trauma of that environment, it's, it's extremely difficult. Reforms designed to allow adult survivors of sexual violence to self-publish their own stories and provide written permission for third parties, including the media, to share their identities, threaten to silence the families of deceased victims, as these victims were unable to provide their permission. The changes that were introduced in February actually didn't apply to deceased victims or their families. What happened was in the process of fixing the problem that the government introduced, the government added another problem, which was to extend this gag to the families of deceased victims. So it wasn't the law, but it was introduced in a bill that was put before Parliament. The most recent iteration of this, or, or sort of focus of the campaign, has been to encourage the government to um, remove the section of the, the of the bill that applied this law to deceased victims. We were successful in that, and that, that was removed after an amendment was was passed by the opposition and the Greens, and a number of crossbenchers spoke out against that bill. And so we were successful in getting the government to remove that aspect from the, the draft legislation. The government did engage in significant consultations with, um, with various stakeholders. However, they did not consult on the issue of deceased victims and naming deceased victims. Instead, what the government did was included that provision within the draft bill and intended to pass it through Parliament without consulting with stakeholders on that issue. And they also doubled down by basically saying that this had already applied or this was already the law. The court has affirmed our position and the position of the campaign that it has never applied to deceased victims. 
the ban or the sort of the gag law has only ever applied to survivors who are living. And so it was, a, it was a, a, an uphill battle that we had to we had to fight here all the way up until the end. Adult Victorian survivors of sexual violence are now able to self-publish their identities and to give permission for third parties to publish their identities without the need for a court order. If a survivor is aged under 18, they require a supporting statement from an authorized individual, such as a doctor or psychiatrist, in order to provide their permission for a third party to publish material which identifies them. Dr. Bergen reflects on the effects of the gag add-on survivors. This, this whole process of the, the gag law in Victoria has caused a lot of anxiety and fear for survivors, um, particularly those survivors who have perhaps been, you know, public about their experience for, for decades or, you know, for a long time and who are using that platform as a way to raise awareness about sexual abuse or to encourage criminal justice reform or whatever other issue they're advocating for. So it did cause a lot of fear and anxiety. It's also indicative of the nature of sexual violence itself. It takes away control and power. So the Let Us Speak campaign was about giving that control and power back to survivors. It's not simply something was the law and then we we advocated for change. It is that the law was made and we consistently had to had to fight to get it right.